It's an <clears throat> honor to be with you here tonight on this solemn occasion. As Brother Randy said, we call it Good Friday, but it was a terrible, terrifying experience for our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. We're able to come and celebrate this time together in spirit and in our hearts, even though we are not together physically. This is really the very first time I've ever done this to observe the Lord's Supper uh, in a service that's being recorded. And it may be the very first time that you have ever sat there in your home and participated by way of some type of internet media, uh, whether on Facebook or YouTube or our church website. And we do pray that it will be a very special time, even though we're not physically together. But as we share together this moment, it will become very much real to us and very much important to us as we ponder the significance and the purpose and the power of Jesus' death on the cross and what that means for us. Jesus knew he was going to go to the cross. That had actually been decided uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus prayed, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus had instructed the disciples to prepare the Passover meal and he wanted to observe that Passover meal with his disciples on Thursday night. That was the night he was betrayed, arrested. He was tried. He was mocked. He was scorned. He was beaten. He was forced to carry his own cross. And all of those people who lined the streets, who had once cried out, Hosanna, we're now crying out, crucify, crucify him. The Romans took him and crucified him in the middle of three crosses with criminals on either side. Jesus, an innocent individual, was obedient to that terrible, agonizing, and painful death. They put a crown of thorns on his head they drove nails into his hands and to his feet. They stuck a spear in his side and Jesus suffered there throughout all of that without a whimper, without shame. He did it obediently because he knew he had to go to the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, to ransom us with his broken body and his blood that we might be able to come and obtain such a great salvation and become part of God's family through the forgiveness that God offers to us in the shed blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is why this is a solemn occasion for us to ponder and think through these things and reflect upon what they mean to us. What's very interesting is that Jesus on the night before that he died on that cross, gave us a way to remember him, to understand and put into focus what he did on that cross. 
The disciples had scattered and only a few uh, of his faithful were there at the foot of the cross watching. But Jesus gave us a way to remember that event, even though we are far distant in time and place. He did it on Friday night, I'm sorry, Thursday night, when he gave the disciples the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. And we participate in the Lord's Supper as a remembrance of what Jesus did on Friday night. Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I invite you to turn there with me to chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians, verses 23 through 29. Paul had received this from the Lord, and he talked about what Jesus did on that Thursday night that made way and prepared the way for Friday night and for his crucifixion. Paul wrote in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 11, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, Paul reminds them to reflect upon this, and this is what he says. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person, that means you and me, examine ourselves. In this way, let him eat the bread and drink from the cup, for whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And may God bless the reading of his word. Let's pray together. Father, we come tonight on a very special occasion, a solemn occasion, in one way a very sad occasion because we think of the pain and the suffering, the agony, that our Savior Jesus underwent for us. And it breaks our hearts to know that he did it to pay the penalty for our sin. But Father, we know that it was necessary that you received his blood as that sacrifice that paid the penalty and the ransom for our sin. And by the fact that Jesus was obedient to the cross gave us the opportunity to become part of your family. And so we solemnly enter this time of remembrance, of thinking, of worshiping, of celebrating the fact that our Savior was obedient to the cross and that you, Father, raised him again on the third day to forgive us of our sins and to give to us such a great salvation in Jesus our Lord. And as we come together tonight on Good Friday, may we have the proper heart not to be frivolous or think of these things in a light and unimportant way, 
but to take to our hearts the pain and the suffering of our Savior and to understand why he instituted the Lord's Supper and what it means for Jesus to say to us to do it in remembrance of him. And how as believers we should hold that in our hearts, in our minds, so that we too will be faithful and obedient to our Savior. For Father, every time we observe the Lord's Supper, it gives us an opportunity to remember what Jesus did on the cross. To think about that and to understand its power and significance for the church, but also to understand its power and significance for our church, Providence Baptist Church, and also for each and every one of us as church members. We ask, Lord, that during this time of observing the Lord's Supper, that it will be a solemn occasion for us to reflect upon our walk with Jesus and to examine our own hearts and observe the Lord's Supper not just as a ritual, as an act, but, Father, to observe it as a gift, our sacrifice, our gift to Jesus Christ, to remember his obedience calls forth our obedience and that we seek to be faithful servants, testifiers and witnesses for our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus came into Jerusalem that very last time, knowing full well that he would die on the cross. He believed, too, that he'd be raised again from the dead, as Isaiah 53 promised. But he knew that it would be a difficult task for him. He did something unusual, as he tended to do. He asked the disciples to set up the Passover Seder, the Passover Supper, to get ready to celebrate it. And they went up into the upper room there to observe the Passover. But in the Passover, instead of just remembering the exodus out of Egypt and the shed blood of the innocent lamb that was sprinkled on the door, on the door lintels of the, ex, of the Israelite people and the deliverance that came from that, Jesus turned and used the bread to indicate and symbolize his body and the cup to symbolize his blood. And he said to the disciples a phrase that's very important to us and very important to our church. You see it right here on the front of this table. It simply says, this do in remembrance of me. And Jesus was sort of indicating that every time they observed the Passover, somehow he was supposed to be remembered, but he knew that the next day he would die on the cross, he would be the Passover lamb. And as the sacrifice, he would give his body and his blood for us. And so he wanted the disciples to understand what was going to take place and to understand that all the times after this, as God tarried in sending his son Jesus back, that they would remember in this Lord's Supper what he did. As Jesus said to them this phrase, this do in remembrance of me. Paul told us 
that first Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Then he said, this do in remembrance of me. In the, lay, in the same way, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he lifted up the cup and he said, do this. In other words, drink the cup in remembrance of me. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. That phrase is important for us to consider this Good Friday evening because I can think of no better way to symbolize the meaning of Good Friday, no better way than considering the symbolism and the powerful testimony of the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, first of all, this do. I'd like to remind us that this is not a suggestion. Maybe you've seen some of those billboards that said, you know those things that I said, God, they weren't suggestions. This is not a suggestion. This is a commandment. The early church obeyed the commandments of Jesus Christ. We do this together in fellowship. Fellowship isn't necessarily just having a potluck supper. It's always good. We Baptists are good cooks. But fellowship is also fellowship in worship, fellowship in service, and fellowship in coming together and observing the Lord's Supper, remembering what Jesus did. And it's a command to us. It really is the focus of the church's purpose. Because when you stop and think about it, we need to learn to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection in the second coming of Jesus. It all focuses around the cross. And we need to do it in a way that honors God, honors Jesus Christ, and reminds us of the real significance of what Jesus did on Good Friday. So Jesus commanded his disciples to take the, the bread, to take the cup, and to make it a memorial to him. He didn't suggest that they do it. He commanded that we do it. In fact, the Baptist church only has two ordinances. Two things that we believe Jesus commanded us to do. One of those is baptism in the Great Commission. And the other one is right here. To observe the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, this do. We should learn to treat it with excitement. Robert G. Lee said the Lord's Supper is a memorial of the broken body and blood of Jesus. The Lord's Supper is a symbol of the sustaining grace of Jesus. The Lord's Supper is a prophecy of the return of Jesus. It's redemption proclaimed. We need to treat it with reverence. We need to treat it with excitement. We need to treat it with seriousness. I really don't think that the Lord's Supper should be just stuck on the end of a service. I think it should be our focus. Every time we get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we should focus on it, our entire worship, on what it means to celebrate, to remember, to memorialize what Jesus did on the cross. He also said this do in remembrance. And that's really interesting, that word remembrance. 
He said it twice. For the cup, the second time. For the bread, the first time. The word remembrance is very special because it kind of puts us there. Jesus knew that when they observed the Passover supper, that the people of God, even though they were far removed from the Passover, years and years later, they were sort of supposed to say, what is this, why is this night so different? And the answer is because this is when God redeemed us. And the whole family, through the observance of that meal together, were supposed to think that they were there. Actually right there, that God was doing that for them. Jesus picked up on this and recognized that in the Last Supper, he wanted the disciples to think about what he would do and the redemption that he would bring for them when his body was broken and his blood was shed for us. Now, I think I'm kind of older than you think I am, but I don't really remember this TV show, but some of you might. It was called You Are There, and maybe you've seen some reruns of it. It was shown in 1953 through 1957, and then apparently it was brought back in reruns around 1970 or so. It starred Walter Conkright, the great reporter, and what would happen would be that they would have actors portraying out the historical events and going through the, the exercises and the acts and the statements and the circumstances that were part of those historical events. And they would put us, the, video, the watchers of the TV show, right there in the midst of what was going on. The purpose was to be there. And the show was called, You Are There. And at the end of the show, when it finished, Walter Conkright would come up and summarize what took place. And he says at the very end, and you were there. This word remembrance has that idea. You remember it as if you were there. You remember it as if you were standing at the foot of the cross or with the women and the few disciples that were there. You were there to watch Jesus go through those streets of Jerusalem and to be beaten and scourged and to drag his cross. You were there when they lifted him up and put him on that cross beam and nailed those nails into his hands and to his feet. You were there as they laughed at him and mocked him and watched him. And the Roman soldiers made fun of him and then came and stuck a spear in his side. You were there when Jesus spoke from the cross and cried out with his spirit, it is finished. You were there. That's what the word remembrance means. Jesus says, this do as you take of the elements of the Lord's Supper do it because you're there. You're remembering what I went through. My body which is broken, my blood which is shed for you. It isn't just a ritual, an act. Nothing happens 
in this bread or this cup of grape juice. Baptists don't believe that the bread actually becomes part of the body of Christ or the, the grape juice actually becomes the blood. We don't believe in that. We believe in it being a memorial as if we are there to realize what Jesus did on the cross. Boy, I tell you what, every time we observe the Lord's Supper, we should stop and think over those events that took place and think up to that point of the cross where Jesus hung there and his body was broken and his blood shed. That's what Jesus meant when he told the disciples, it's more than just the Passover. It's now Jesus, the Paschal Lamb, the Passover Lamb, who's being shed, sacrificed, whose body was broken and whose blood was shed for their sins and for our sins. And every time we observe the Lord's Supper, we should act like we're there and we understand what took place. But Jesus said this do in remembrance of me. He wanted his disciples to focus on him. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this and as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The focus is on Jesus. This is food for our souls. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. We know that he gives us eternal water. He, we know that he sustains us. The shedding of Christ's blood gives us eternal salvation. It is Jesus who died on the cross. No one else who died on the cross. He was God's son. No one else could do this for us, but it was Jesus who loved us and was obedient to the cross. We stop and think about it. Jesus did it for us. Oh yes, you can say that he did it for the church. You can say that maybe he did it for a select few. But the Bible tells us that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. In other words, Jesus did it for all of us. And the focus is on him so that we have to, we have to make a decision. What will we do with this Jesus on the cross? What will we do with this idea that his body was broken for us and that his blood was shed for us? Because it challenges us to remember him and what he did. We can ignore it, reject it, or we can receive this knowledge to realize the, what Jesus went through to bring to us the opportunity of eternal salvation. And as a result that it focuses upon him, Come to him with gratefulness and gratitude and a new renewed sense of love and commitment to serve him. When we observe the Lord's Supper, we should be amazed at the kind of Savior that we had. I, 
I don't know. Jesus was God and Jesus was man. Men can run away, can be afraid, can turn their backs and be disobedient. Jesus as a man went to the cross. Jesus as God's son went to the cross to pay the one penalty and to only be the one to pay the penalty as no one else could for our sins on the cross. We couldn't do it. There wouldn't be enough to give God to pay the penalty for our sins. But it was Jesus who did that. He gave his life for us that we might have life eternal in Jesus Christ. So Jesus said this do a command in remembrance as if we're there of him and who he is and what he did for us. And such a wonderful savior, a wonderful Lord, a gracious, loving God who gave himself on the cross for our sins. I think that this calls us to examine ourselves, not to do this in a kind of a high-handed way or belittle the meaning of it or just do it as a ritual. It would be good <clears throat> to take a few moments to reflect and to ponder what it mean, meant for Jesus to die on the cross. And I'm going to encourage you to do that as we observe the Lord's Supper. As we go through this little ceremony, we want you to stop and think and pray. It's not just something we do that make God's happy, make that makes God happy. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's not as if He's recording how many times we do the Lord's Supper. Because that doesn't get us into heaven doing the Lord's Supper. What does get us into heaven, which that which gives us eternal life, is believing and trusting in the one whom this Lord's Supper memorializes and reminds us of. And it calls us to be faithful and humble and grateful in obedience to him. We need to thank God for the cross and for the resurrection. Jesus didn't stay in the grave. We need to thank God for salvation and Jesus and his gift of his life for us. We need to learn to yield to the lordship of Jesus. I can think of no better reason to make Jesus our Lord no better reason than what Jesus himself went through in his obedience to God and love for us because he died on the cross. We need to look earnestly for his return. Earnestly for his return. If you are a believer, then we invite you to prepare and get uh, some bread and some juice and worship with us. But if you're not a believer, I would encourage you not to partake of the Lord's Supper, but just ponder what Jesus did on the cross and what he did for us. We're going to take uh, these elements here and a few moments 
to allow you at home to share these with your family as well. Jesus first took the bread and he broke it. And then he gave thanks for the bread. Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for bread that sustains us, that makes us strong and healthy. But we also thank you for Jesus, who is the bread of life. Because in our spiritual hearts, we need his sustenance. And we need him to help us grow and to be healthy and to be strong. Jesus was willing to take his own body and allow it to be broken on the cross to give his body for us. And the bread symbolizes his body that was broken for us. We pray, Lord, that as we observe the Lord's Supper and partake of this bread, that indeed we will remember the physical pain and suffering that our Savior Jesus experienced on the cross. Jesus took the bread and said, eat ye all of it. Paul tells us and the scriptures tell us that Jesus took the cup in the same way. Jesus said that this cup symbolizes the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. Drink ye all of it. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the cup. We thank you for the opportunity to worship together in the Lord's Supper. To give thanks for the bread and thanks for the cup. Give thanks that Jesus was willing and obedient to hang on the cross for our sins. To give thanks to you, Father, for raising him again on the third day. But as Jesus told us, this do in remembrance of me, may we also think strongly and long about the events of Good Friday to understand the pain and the suffering that Jesus did for us and to observe the Lord's Supper in a reflective and committed in serious way to understand exactly what he did for us. We thank you, Father, and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Take a few moments 
to be silent and to pray and reflect upon what Jesus did on the cross as he hung there and died, as his body was broken and his blood was shed for you and for me. Amen.